Hi guys, welcome to the Lynx Effect. Uh, this is Rod, one half of the Road 2246 and the Lynx Effect podcast. Hope you're doing well out there. It's a nice sunny day here in the UK. The lockdown is yet again going to be eased tomorrow. So some positivity coming out of the COVID-19 situation. So I hope you are all well and safe out there. This week's a bit of an odd one. So we've got two episodes that will be released back to back pretty quickly. Um, the first episode is the usual flim flam, which is this one. Uh, which we'll talk about Rob's recent experience with bullet journaling. Rob has now got a burgeoning media career over and above the podcast because obviously this is an extremely successful podcast. So he talks us through his first uh, live media appearance and you will notice that we don't have our award-winning feature uh, R&R this week. And the reason for that is we've actually been very fortunate to talk to Kevin Waite. So Kevin is the owner of Move Mind and Body. He's a personal trainer, yoga teacher, mental health speaker and campaigner. And we had a fascinating conversation with him, um, which was so good. We decided that we were just going to put that as its own um, episode, which will be out in the next couple of days. So Kev spent a lot of time with us talking through his condition. So he has bipolar type two. He talks us through his day to day management of that. And also he talks about a bit about the perception of um, mental health in the UK today. And he has some really interesting thoughts around how people view that. He also talked a bit about how he uses his yoga and his personal training and exercise to manage his mood through bipolar. So really fascinating conversation. Rob and I both said it was, um, you know, one of the most interesting, you know, hours of our lives having to, to speak to Kevin, who was very open and honest about his condition. And, and we really thank Kev for that. And he, he said already he wants to come back on. So thanks very much, Kev. So, yeah, enjoy this episode. As I say, there'll be a second one out shortly. And um, I hope you're all well. Have you got the Sorry, got, really... got the music yeah. lined up? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already, you've ruined it. Already. It's simple. The links effect. I, I will. I will just say for the benefit of the tape. Well, maybe not this tape, but my tape. I can't hear any of that music. Mm. So we, we failed a little bit on the audio this week, but it's fine. You won't be able to tell, will you? You won't be able to tell. Life is a series of barriers that we have to get over, Rob. And we've already been, I mean, literally, I've taken one step out of the blocks and someone's put a moat in front of us already. <laughs> so my confidence is shot. So how are you going to rescue that, mate? You'd have thought. Welcome to the link. Rob, what is it? <laughs> you would have thought about seven episodes in we knew exactly how to work the audio but we still don't know what we're doing uh anyway hello everybody welcome to the Lynx effect as rod says uh i'm rob and with me i'm joined by rod uh on our journey as we play 246 links golf courses uh and explore a little bit more about uh championing links golf courses explore a little bit about the benefits of golf for mental health and try and educate ourselves on on all of those topics and i'm not going to do oh, the you're OG... getting better and better by the week yeah by yeah way. yeah don't I mean, worry about it it's beautiful, all... beautiful opening it's all that practice i suppose so last week we had the o to the links effect uh and i had some feedback from penny my other half 
She didn't like the profanity yeah. at the end. So as we speak, penning a, uh, a PC version, or do we just bleep it out? I don't know. Why is she being a <laughs> about it? <laughs> I mean... Uh, it, it, yeah, good. Well, well, done. well you're done. You're going to criticise my audio. I'm going to have a go at your missus for what, what is one of the most beautiful words written. I'm Also, I'm thinking of penning another verse, but we'll see how that goes. So I'm not proposing to read it out again this week. Just let it let it stew in people's uh, stew in people's minds, uh, and then we'll give it another crack yeah. in a week or so. Minder. Um, oh, what's news then? What's news, boy? Uh, How are we doing? I've had a go at bullet journaling. Oh yes. Oh, that was quite loud. Sorry. Um, talk me through it. What happens? Uh, so How was your first week as a bullet journalist? So I'm still very much learning the ropes. I still. Uh, haven't no haven't involved. haven't moved very much past writing a list of bullets, um, but even that, uh, which I assume is a bullet journal in its simplest form. Um, <laughs> Rod nods for the camera <laughs> eagerly. Um, I found it uh, very useful. Uh, my efficiency of of performing tasks this week has increased significantly. Uh, as a result of purely just writing down what I'm going to do in that day uh, and what that then is associated with in a wider form has been useful. So I'm not a... I'm I'm nowhere near... Like, if you looked at it, you'd laugh, and I specifically haven't sent it to you because I don't want to send it to you at the minute until I've actually figured out what the hell I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, it's good. I can see the benefit. So the act, the act itself of writing it down, yeah. setting yourself targets, that has helped your mental state, has it? Hundred percent. Well, you know what it's like when you actually complete a task that you've written down, uh, and and you, you like put a big tick next to it. You're like, I've bloody done it. There you go. Here we go, lads. I bloody, I bloody made my bed. <laughs> I bloody made my bed, and I'm happy with that. But it's also no, it's no, also ri- writing it. down it's stuff great. that like I find it quite good at the end of the day as well to write stuff that you did that might not have been on your list as well. It's like you you might feel at the end of the day oh, I haven't actually done that much today. Whereas if you actually go through the process of saying what did I actually do? Oh, hang on a minute, I I did that and that wasn't on my list of things to do. So you put a big tick to, next to it once you've written it and you're like that makes you feel a little bit better, doesn't it? Absolutely, makes it's, me, it's makes me feel better. There's something I read on Instagram where. You know, to set yourself up for a great day, that you absolutely should make your bed. Yeah. And apparently that has a really big psychological effect on you for the rest of the day. And it's bullet journaling is it it allows you to set out what you're going to do so you feel comfortable and in control of it. The other thing it does for me um, is if if my mind's turning over or if I've got something that I'm worried about, I just write it down. And then it's it's on it's out of my mind. It's on paper, and then I can go. Well, when am I going to do that? Am I going to do that tomorrow or today? Shall I do it now? Um, and then obviously, if it if it does need to be done straight away, you just tick it off. Job yeah. done, right? So it actually helps manage that sort of. I don't know what you describe it as that sort of fu- the anxiety around future issues. Yeah, and also kind of pushes you to be a bit more proactive. We so. probably should have introduced the concept before we started talking about it. Do you want to just briefly explain what bullet journaling is again for, for anyone that's listening to this for the first time? Okay, yeah, sorry. I'll skip. I'll, I'll, I'll put this at the start. Yeah, right. good. So, Rob, how was your bullet journal? Shall I just go through yeah, that's good what idea. bullet journaling is? Yeah, yeah, good idea. Yeah, okay. So, so, it's a very simple system where 
use a series of shaped bullets um, to describe tasks, actions, um, maybe some thoughts and reflections on your day. And you structure it in a notebook that gives you a set of views. So it's sort of like, it's like journaling on steroids. It's very structured. So, for example, you may set up a daily view where you scribble down all your thoughts that you've, you know, if you were going for a walk in the park and you had a really good idea, you scribble it down. Or um, if you've got four things that you need to do for a particular project, you can dump it in a project page or whatever. Uh, and then it sort of builds up into a weekly plan and then a monthly plan and an annual set of goals and stuff. So what it does is it allows you to structure specific tasks and and it's meant to be a very positive uh, mental health management tool um because obviously some you know particularly me i get very short term and have lots of different actions i need to get done for work and i obviously some of those actions i give to other people um so i've got all these balls that i'm juggling and then i've got my home life and you know all the little bits around the house and stuff and so actually writing everything down allows me to have a bit more of a structure and it helps me manage my sort of anxiety yeah. around not getting things done yeah uh and yeah we sort of introduced it as a concept didn't we a couple of weeks ago uh, and we're sort of seeing how it goes, um, and we'll we'll continue to see how it goes my, as my bullet journal uh, if, continues to uh, progress. But we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, what else has been going on? Good. Uh, so I waved myself today. <coughs> yeah. Uh, I shouldn't laugh. This of... is not a funny topic. <laughs> Go on. It will be when you hear the number. How tall are you? So six foot four. Yeah, it's quite big, isn't it? I think now, by law, I'm not allowed on certain rides in in theme parks. And because... that's, that's not because of your height either. No. So, maybe this is something we touch on in another R&R. You've lost me. I've, I've always lost. had, like, what? What are you laughing at? It's not funny. It's not funny, mate. It's funny. I know. It's a, a problem I have. I laugh at inappropriate moments, but you're <laughs> the moment you realise you weigh too much is when, when you're not allowed on rides and things. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true, to be honest. Um, that's good, I like it. So, so there's a lot of, it's, it's interesting, right? And the whole debate around weight has kind of had a, it's taken on a bit of a, a different spin because of lockdown. So, you know, a lot of people are not able, you know, go to the gym, um, you know, the things they would do in a sort of average day that they haven't done. And obviously in the UK, up until about a week ago, we were only allowed to um, go for one exercise, one form of exercise a week. A day. And nothing else. Yeah. A day. Sorry, a day. Apologies. Yeah, a day. Yeah, you, you took, that's, that's the problem. Um, right? You only went one, once a week. No, so no, but that, no. So it, it's a really interesting topic because if you look at social social media, is always bad for weight management anyway. Because you've got lots of people who have very perfect pictures and photoshops and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, sorry about that. But there's been a growing sort of consensus of like, okay, like you've got to kind of own it in lockdown. And some people have been doing lots and lots of exercise and online things, and some people have sort of grown that your your body is going to change in a lockdown. Right, you are going to put weight on or Whatever. Now I know you've never put a pound of weight on in your life, but my weight does fluctuate quite wildly. And so me and my other half, and I, I advise other people to look at this. We're doing something called a whole life challenge. Yeah. 
um, which is where we uh, very we carefully monitor our diets to a sort of kind of like a paleo type diet. Um, so low on sort of processed sugar, low on starch, that sort of stuff. So it's meat, vegetables, that sort of thing. Um, but it, it does force us to well, not force us, but we have to exercise every day. We have to get a good amount of sleep. We have to stay hydrated and then you score points as you go. Um, so we're really excited to start that in our household. Um, but it did, you know, I've had, as you know, Rob, I've had kind of problems with my weight and it's all down to, you know, when we were younger as athletes, you could get away and you're still the same actually, which is, makes me fuming, get away with eating six, 7,000 calories a day and it wouldn't be a problem. And now I can't do that. (laughs) And so it's managing all that and then some of the you know i've i've had a few issues with coaches sort of telling me you know you're too slow you're overweight that sort of thing and what sort of on a performance perspective what that has done to me mentally has meant i've had quite an odd relationship with food sometimes so i'm not saying i'm like bulimic or anything like that but um yeah so anyway out of all that i can't go to thought park anymore (laughs) and that's the biggest tragedy isn't it uh, I I I think yeah. I think it's interesting. I think uh, when you're sort of young and and athletic and and whatever, you can you can get away with all sorts, can't you? But I, I also think you underplay how active you are when when you are a bit younger. So when you're at university, you're training what every day basically, and you're walking to and from lectures. Uh, you're out and about. You're sort of there isn't really a dull moment. You're not really sat in your pants watching stuff, are you? You're sort of because there's so many other people around. You're, you're always doing something and I think that's underplayed a little bit as well so when you're a bit older and you go home and you sit there and watch telly or you you sit there and do some work you, you've got a much more sedentary lifestyle so the fact you can't mm. eat quite as much sort of makes sense but even from a purely numbers perspective not just the fact that your metabolism might have slowed a bit but it's interesting yeah I, I, I wouldn't I, I think it's all relative mate in terms of sort of my uh, thoughts on weight so I, I have similar similar problems observations even um the fact the fluctuations but uh yeah it's all just maybe not quite to the same degree right so i notice it goes up by a few pounds down by a few pounds and you sort of can't quite work that work that out on a on a weekly monthly basis it's like well i've trained this much and it doesn't really make any sense which is ultimately uh, sort of come down to the point that weight doesn't really matter anyway it's how you feel right yeah i agree with that there is an element of 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 being healthy versus how much you weigh weight weight is just a number uh, and the whole muscle yeah. muscle weighs more than flat blah 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 but <clears throat> if you feel all right then this sort of shouldn't be a problem that's fine and i, and I agree with that but the, the rob the thing i struggle with and it is and there is a mental aspect to this is that the heavier i am the more strain it puts on when i run and things like that yeah right and so if i get injured because i'm overweight then i can't run again yeah, yeah. Therefore, I get heavier. Yeah. Right. And so at the moment, I was I was doing all right for about three or four weeks, and then I picked up a calf strain. So now I'm having to be like, right, okay, so do I go cycling? You know, I went for a run this week and it popped again. So you know, all of that. It's just it's just really interesting with all of that anyway, and then with the lockdown over the top of it. I agree. I think you know, I think that's a great topic for R and R at some point is to talk about that in a lot yeah. more depth, the the mind state and mental state around. Uh, not being able to do something you normally do and how do you shift that to how do you maintain it's sort of linked to motivation isn't it ultimately but it it is a specific uh, road to go down 
Yeah. Uh, I tell Any you, more news, mate? Uh, so I had a. Uh, I I'm a winner. I am a winner. I won a competition. You're this always week. a winner, mate. I, I won a competition this week. I uh, I won a, a competition with with. I, I better do the plug now because uh, I'll probably get in trouble if I don't. But Loch Lomond Whiskey uh, ran a competition on their Twitter account to ask Colin Montgomery a question and join a Zoom call where there's a bit of a Q and A with him. Uh, and I I won. I got to sit on a Zoom call with with Monty. How about that? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was great. How was he? How's he doing? Uh, he is one of the nicest blokes in golf, I reckon. People joke about his hairstyle really? and his and his the fact he didn't win a major. Uh, and but but <laughs> gen- genuinely very articulate, very well spoken, knows his stuff. Lovely bloke, like and gives you all the time in the world. So I uh, really enjoyed it and really insightful. Uh, and j- shall I play you the little clip from from our little chat? Yes, please. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Right, we'll see how this goes. It's the first time I've heard this. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Iona Stephen uh, is the host, the presenter that's asking the questions. So she's the first voice you'll hear. Okay, so Rob, over to you. Hi, Monty. Hello, Rob. Uh, right, so my question for you, uh, you sort of already answered it, I suppose, but what was your favourite of the majors to play in and why specifically the Open? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was it the open. Yeah, I mean, yes, it, that was my favourite moment of the open, playing with Tiger. You know, there. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen very often. You, you know, when you go in competition. But I always got. I suppose it was. It was. Yes, the open would be one because I'm British and you wanted to win your British Open as such. If I was to look at the other majors, the other three in America, the U.S. Open and the U.S. PGA were insignificant compared to the Masters. The Masters, the whole brand of the Masters, I think, is a very special brand that they have, uh, the Masters. And I'm so glad that the Open now, it's not the British Open or, or whatever it might be. It is the Open as a brand. And I think Peter Dawson and Martin Slumbers have taken that forward tremendously to actually have a brand. You don't need the British Open. The Open says it all, really as does the Masters, as does Wimbledon. You know, there's certain events that don't need a title. They just say themselves. And uh, I think the Open as a brand has really uh, improved dramatically up to the Masters brand. The Masters was always unique to play. Standing on that 12th tee at the Masters, uh, you know, I was doing quite well a couple of times. And, yeah, that gets you. I tell you, that gets you. You've got an 8-iron and 9-iron in your hand and you've, you don't want to mess up. You really don't. You know, that, that that really gets you. But to answer your question, yeah, the Masters is great, whatever. But if I had a choice, which I don't, uh, <laughs> if I had a choice, yes, the Open would be the one to win uh, uh, as a Brit. And and but but the Masters would be would be a close second. Okay. Yeah, well ahead of the other two. Well ahead of the. USPGA almost, you know, you talk about the TPC, you know, they're almost leveled, really. Uh, but yeah, the Open, the Open's a special, special event. And that first tee, when you tee off, is this, you feel on Thursday morning, is this it? Is this your time to win? You know, is this, is this the first shot of, 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 of hopefully only 270 <laughs> to go? Four rounds, uh, 18 under would have do, would do you. Uh, 
but yeah, it, yeah. Would you say the same, Rob? Would you would you watch the Open more than you would any other major? Hundred percent. But that favorite. One hundred percent. The Lynx yeah. Golf yeah. in its purest form is is the number one. Yes, it is. It is. That's what that's what they say. It's all fake in America, really. To be honest, it's one hundred and fifty-seven point two yards, and you spin it back 0.3 and all this sort of stuff. No, Trevino. You know, he always said, wasn't it? It was a purest form. You know, get the ball on the ground and see how it's going to chase yeah. on and roll out. And it's a shame, isn't it, that we've missed the Open this year? Uh, you know, because it's a great four days, isn't it? You know, we all take that time off and watch it or be associated with it. Uh, but we'll just, as Iona so rightly says, you know, golf will, golf will be here next year. And uh, we just got to get on with it. Yeah. But thanks for your question, Rob. That was great. No problem. Thanks Thank for your you. answer. A brilliant question there, Rob. Rob, just, just tell us, where are you in the UK? Uh, so I'm in Norfolk at the minute, home of, of a couple of lovely Lynx courses. Ah, I know very royal. Them. It's become a very royal county, hasn't it, you know? That's it, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're all well there in, in Norfolk, are you, Rob? Well, yeah, we're sort of born for isolation in Norfolk, so it's all, it's all fine. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for your Robin, for joining in. We're going to move on to... How was that, mate? You are now built for media. That was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful set of interactions. Um, yeah, brilliant. Well done, mate. Repping the brand. I was hoping for a little. Could you just slide the pod in? Um, um, yeah, no, that that's very nice answer. What a great answer that was. That's what I mean. So extremely articulate, and uh, I think it's just nice, nice. Uh, and I, I don't know whether all British players are like this, but he grew up in Troon, grew up on the links. Uh, and Iona as well, actually, she uh, lives uh, in St Andrews, so sort of both of them are big fans, advocates of Lynx golf, uh, and mm. they sort of get it. And it's just nice to speak to like-minded people, isn't it? Mm. And as a result of that, there's really actually... something about. Go on, Go on, mate. Sorry. No, I was just going to say. We I was going to of... say. Go on. This is classic, classic Zoom stuff. I do this all the time at work. That you. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I. Uh, Right, you go. Pause, freeze. Both start talking. Right, Rob, would you like to make a point? Uh, no, I was just going to say that I had managed to interact with Iona after and we we're hoping actually to get Iona on the pod at some point. So, fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, she left us a little voice note, which was great. And I was, the only thing I want to say is um, there is something... Her, this is going to get cut, I know it is, but her voice is like velvet. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just, oh, just like ours. Anyway, uh, no, I, I, mine's mine feels like a sort of a rough, gravelly uh, <laughs> park lane. Is what it feels like. Um, no, mate, well done. Congrats for the for the first big media appearance. But yeah, big. Without even mentioning the links effect. So here we go. Well, you, <laughs> well, you talked about links, which was good, and it was, you know, it was interesting that he shared the view that we have, which is. Yeah, you know, we we find it a lot more interesting to go and play a links course than play one of these big parkland yeah, yeah. PGA style ones where you're, you know, as you say, you're trying to hoop it up in the air as far as you can and get the spin and stuff. Actually, there's it's quite it's really exhilarating to just kind of hit a really low shot and kind yeah. of take the wind out of it. And there's a lot of skill in that. And there's a lot of it feels more for me. It feels like you were more in touch with nature. 
because you'll have the elements of the sea and the wind and you know it feels a lot more like a pure experience to me you could almost I don't write, know. You could almost write a poem about it couldn't you i could yeah <laughs> the right with your newfound media skills i would ask you to perform it uh very good right anyway that was that happened this week 